Glad to hear it. We haven't seen it. Uh, well, no, I wasn't going to say anything. No more. spoilers. No spoilers. No. Are you sure, Charlie? You don't want to know who did it? <laughs> hey, I'll give you a hint. It was Ghostface. All right. I'm getting ready to start right now. Here we go. That music could only mean one thing, man, and that is that it is time for the 2022 Horrific Hall of Fame. So excited to be here. So excited to continue what has already been a pretty dope award season as uh, not uh, that uh, it was movie or theme park related, but Roblox related with Fast Pass with us as we did the Roblox Awards. That show went out a couple weeks ago upon the posting of, <coughs> of this one. But, uh, uh, <coughs> oh, man, it's like the fucking exorcist curse or something. <laughs> <coughs> uh, uh oh. <laughs> Somebody's got the, the game is truly here. Holy oh, shit. Uh, we're, we're keeping our distance. The horrific Hall of Fame, man, is always one of the most highly anticipated shows for me to record. And of course, this week, upon the posting of this show, we still have the Golden Skulls to come for you guys, which is the show in which you guys always, and you did again this year, max out the voting of the free ballot results. So we got you know a crazy amount of people to participate in the Golden Skulls again this year for us. And it's always a fun time. Um, I think that uh, this year's hor horrific Hall of Fame uh, is important because it almost feels like the comeback hall of fame like here we are the hall of fame amongst all all of you know what i'm saying like now we're really back into the swing and to have us uh talk through this year's class i have with me from higby horror hunt john and ashley what's up and walter and Walter. <laughs> I now have uh, from Snack and Flick, Drew and Rayanne. What's going on, everybody? Hi. And last but not least, actor uh, extraordinaire and horror movie aficionado, Charlie and Xander. Say hi. <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> okay. Well, this year, this year, the Horrific Hall of Fame, like I mentioned, we have two uh, trios getting inducted for the first time. Um, we have uh, two women this year. Um, and for the first time ever, we have a podcast. Like, I'm so excited to get into it. And we'll break it down right now. We open a new wing in the Horrific Hall of Fame right now. Haunter's Podcast, man. Haunter's Podcast when 
Halloween Horror Nights got canceled uh, in 2020 was like one of the few podcasts that A, had faith that it wouldn't, and then B, covered what was like made available um, and in like a positive manner. Like they were very, that was like the thing that attracted to me at first. And then I reached out to them um, throughout uh, approaching months of HHN Light. Um, he kind of like helped me figure out how to use their reservation system because you had to like book a time to do the mazes and shit. And then, yeah, Walter. And then like uh, they were part of Halfway to Halloween. And I can officially announce tonight we'll be part of Halfway to Halloween. <laughs> um, then uh, I actually went to Halloween Horror Nights with them. And so they are, uh, they are good buddies of mine, but they, the amount of coverage that they do and everything else uh, that they have put forth into the HHN community has been uh, nothing short of uh, just positivity. And uh, I enjoy working with them, and the amount of work that they do is uh, it's solid. So does anybody else have anything to say about them? I uh, I mean, I've, I know we've done some collabs with them and gotten to work with them a couple times, and they've been a lot of fun. So um, they're definitely really cool, and with the stuff we've done with them, I've really enjoyed. Right on. Charlie? Oh, and hold on. Hold that thought, because joining us now is Jason from Fast Jason, hey. What's going on, man? I'm cooking dinner. <laughs> right on. Welcome dinner and a show, show, right? What? Dinner and a show. Dinner and a show. Correct. Yeah. We just started. We're inducting Haunter's podcast into the Hall of Fame. The which podcast? Haunter's podcast. Hey, nice. Yeah. Um. So does anybody? <laughs> thanks, Robert. So does anybody, have anybody else have anything to say other than what John had to say about Haunter's? Charlie Drew. Okay. I mean, from from the halfway to Halloween collab. I mean, they seemed like they were on it. They knew what they were doing. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, there he's a big square now. There we go. Jason, you got anything that you want to say? Just congrats. That's awesome. It's great news. Charlie? Sure. Sure. Anything? <laughs> Yumbo yak. Somebody's having Jack in the Box. Okay. So we welcome Haunter's Podcast. Mm -hmm. man. Thank you for the work that you did, and welcome to the Hall of Fame. There it is. Okay, so moving on with the Hall of Fame class of 2022. Congratulations again, Hunter's podcast, and being the first podcast in. Elsa Lanchester, revolutionary, legendary, iconic, 
really in her image, some may say event saving when it comes to haunted houses and Halloween Horror Nights in particular. The Bride of Frankenstein is truly a classic monster. With only a limited amount of screen time when she first debuted, Elsa Lanchester immediately captivated everyone. The Universal Monster fandom, even in the 1930s, knew that they had a demigoddess on their hands. And that's what she still remains to that fandom, is a demigoddess. Anybody else to say about Elsa? We'll start with Jason. What was that? Okay, Charlie. <laughs> hey, I'm the old man here. You know, I grew up on Universal movies, and Elsa Lanchester, even though she wasn't in a lot of horror films, she made some lasting impression in Bride of the Frankenstein. And Bride of Frankenstein, and it's uh, unforgettable. I mean, think about that image around Halloween time. James uh, Wales' odd film design. And there she is right now. And oh, cool. Charlie has a toy. <laughs> hey, what were the odds? We will get that bust out of him. Okay, go get it. Go get it, Xander. John, what do you think of Elsa? Um, I mean, yeah, she's definitely an icon i mean it's crazy because it seems like only recently you're really starting to see a whole lot more bride of frankenstein stuff like merch and everything just starting to be everywhere and it's almost like you've, you've got more girls that are you know into the original monsters and her being you know an original monster it's a very hot topic you know what yeah. i'm saying you get the pun there mm -hmm. yeah. and i mean they i i'm I hate to say it, but yeah, when something kind of enters hot topic, that kind of means that it's, you know, it's in, in the yeah. center. So, I mean. Okay, maybe before Christmas, dog. Yeah. I mean, look at Sam from Trick or Treat. I mean. No shit. Nobody. And then once you start showing I'm up. I'm sure the Poser topic. fans. I'm sure to you, the Poser fans of Trick or Treat are the Poser fans of Nightmare Before Christmas to me. Oh, no. Okay. Same, same I'm, with sorry. I'm, I'm fucking I'm fucking sorry, but not all y'all had fucking Jack Skeleton tattoos when I had my fucking Jack Skeleton tattoo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the not fucking, all you have a, the second that motherfucker hot, showed up in Hot Topic, everyone had a fucking Jack Skeleton you tattoo. Jerry Holy <laughs> shit. You were hard unless you had a fucking tattoo. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, what about you for the bride? Well, I'm uh, the bride. I love the bride. Um, I definitely <clears throat> had a love for the bride, and my my love for her is is growing more. And mm -hmm. after the movies, I just I fell in love with her all over again. So, yeah, how much? Bride. How much did HHN add to your love, or if any? Um, it added. I want to say it added a good 15%. I mean, oh, sure. I, okay. I, I really liked her, but I really liked seeing all the different ways that they portrayed her and, and the storyline. And <coughs> um, actually, I'm even considering getting the cover book photo that they had outside of the maze as my bride tattoo because it was just so well done. So, nice. um, yeah, definitely, nice. uh, definitely into all of that. So, uh, okay, Drew, Rayanne, thoughts on the on Elsa? You want to go first, Pat? Um, sure. So, 
always loved the bride's style and I love the movie when I was younger and I love seeing her in different things, but going to HHN and seeing how they depicted the storyline and um, I, I totally agree with Ashley. They did such a nice job and who the, the scare actor or whoever played her at HHN, it was just, it was nice to see. They were very animated and they were into it and it was I really liked it and it was cool to um, show the young kids, um, you know, a different something other than current horror. Um, it was really cool. Mm -hmm. I really, I really liked her and I, I loved her character and I would like to see her again. Sure. Drew. And, and for me, I mean, obviously the only thing that really comes to mind, timeless, it, it's a timeless classic. It, it is no matter what way you cut the mustard. It, it, it's a timeless universal horror classic movie and then seeing the maze made it that much better and jason from, from fast pass with us can you hear us now hey i can hear you guys now <laughs> uh basically everybody pretty much summed it up man like like she's iconic you know and and just it, it was a great thing to be able to see her represented in an HHN like maze, you know. Um, sure, it's 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 just it's a great thing, you know. She was the uh, the female silver screen, you know, monster. So yeah, it's it's, it's just an awesome yeah, thing. No it streets. really is. Everything that everybody said, I think, really covered it well. She is uh, a, a demigoddess to the horror community, and that is why we welcome Elsa Lanchester to the Horrific Hall of Fame. <laughs> Charlie's having too much fun. Oh, shit. <laughs> Why do I know that? <laughs> Scary clowns, man. Scary clowns or something that uh i think a lot of people on this team can identify with for different reasons you guess you got the hunchback leonardo it says the hunchback don't specify what do you want to what Okay. He's talking about the hunchback, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so when you can put a truly original character together with a Halloween event or a haunted house and have that character actually like mean something to the level of like a Mickey Mouse that says a lot about that character. Because haunted houses are only there for 30 days out of the year, typically, right? So if you have something 
that you can relate to and something that reaches people the way that Jack the Clown originally and then has continued to reach every time he is part of Halloween Horror Nights uh, is uh, like iconic level, no pun intended, HHN icon. This guy uh, is someone who has become a uh, kind of a staple that interacts with us on our Twitter feed, uh, if not daily, uh, weekly. Uh, he and I bounce off of each other, he being James Keaton, the actor that plays Jack. But all the way down to the, re the relationship with us and Halloween Horror Nights Orlando and their people um, goes down to myself getting to interview Jack the Clown from the studio, like last year. Like that is where our, our notoriety is at with that. Like, so Jack, the whole time, even though he kind of like knew who I was and I knew who James was, the whole time that he and I did that interview, he was Jack the Clown. Like, did not once break character, did not. He trashes on Florida in that interview and he trashes on the people, almost like a heel wrestler. But he never, like, broke character. Not not even after we were done recording. Not until after I hung up the phone and, like, five hours later <laughs> that I hear from him. And uh, that's the commitment that the guy has to the event, man. And besides John... He's the only he's the only one. You have John Murdy, who is already in the horrific Hall of Fame. You have John, who's already in the horrific Hall of Fame. And then you have James Keaton. Those are those are kind of my one, two, and three as far as Halloween event creators go. And so we inducted Murdy and Chris Williams, and then we inducted John, and now I am pleased to be able to say I get to induct my buddy, but also my uh, HHN uh, Hulk Hogan, so to speak, Jack the Clown, into the horrific Hall of Fame. So there you go, man. Jack the Clown gets to go into the horrific Hall of Fame. The third member joining Murdy and William and John himself in the, the Halloween haunt, ha wing of the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, for all the reasons. You know, and coming very soon is my evolution of HHN LA, which uh, I think Jason, John, maybe even Drew, fuck, maybe even Charlie, if you're so liable, will jump on the podcast edition of to kind of make the podcast an exclusive thing. But the documentary thing that I'm putting together, uh, video series, uh, is a, uh, is a uh, debuting pretty soon. And the, one of the first things I say is that Jack also came to L.A. at a, at a certain stage. And not everybody even knows that. So, you know, Jack is uh, pretty iconic for those reasons. Director and Jack are the only Orlando icons to ever come to California. That's kind of fucking criminal. Let's put that into the universe. And let's induct again. Welcome and congratulations, James Keaton, a.k.a. 
Jack the Clown. Anybody else? John, I know you and Jason, your first year, he was still kind of around. Anything to say about Jack? Go ahead, Jack. Uh, I was just going to say, like, it, it was nice to actually have, like, an icon that was out in the front that mm-hmm. when you're coming in, that there's just, like, something. We were looking for Jack the Clown. I'm, I'm positive that the first time we went, Martin recorded it. And yep. he goes in with his video camera and goes up to Jack the Clown and does, like, a selfie video thing. And that's where, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but... Uh, our friend Austin made Martin's Curse, Curse counter. counter and played like circus music. And it's a picture of Martin and Jack the Clown. And it's just a damn shame that LA does not keep him around. They had him yeah. I, once, I believe, yeah. maybe twice. You know, unless but, you're in the, uh, unless you're in the fandom, it was kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, no, unless you're it was hella cool walking in and and having him at that entrance, like right there by the statue. Yep. When you walk into Universal Hollywood and and having him kind of like welcoming everyone to his little party that he had going on, mm-hmm. and then um, and then they kind of did the same thing on Terra Tram. As soon as you got off the tram, he was there as well. Uh, you know, kind of welcoming people to his crazy set. And then that's when we saw him again at the end, where he was putting the girl through the uh, the wood chipper. Nice, <laughs> pulling a Fargo. So yeah, I know it was it was so cool, and I mean, it seemed like Hollywood tried to like keep doing an icon thing, but they ended up using like IP characters, and it just it fell off. Yeah, they do indirect icons like La Llorona or Hollywood Harry. Well, even right. I think the next year was Freddie, and like they had him as the statue at the yes. front. Like and he was in with Scream. After yeah. Freddie, it was Scream, and then they stopped with the statue thing after Scream. Yeah. I Scream thought Scream jumped. got canceled. That, that's what you... in Orlando. In oh. Hollywood, Scream was a terror train. Watch my documentary series, dog. I... <laughs> that was long before I knew you. Anyway. <laughs> like. At the posting of this show, episode one is available. We do we're doing the evolution of each maze location. So we go through the first half, so 07 to 14 of the mummy uh queue. Nice. Get ready for it. I'm stoked about it. James Keaton, Charlie, nothing. You don't know the guy. I will say this as a compliment to James. Sorry, Charlie, go ahead. Well, no, the only thing I was going to say is I've heard you talk about so often in the last few years that I know it was, uh, you know, it was something that was iconic to you guys. And uh, to make that kind of impression, uh, you know, is deserving of recognition. If you associate him with the event that much, uh, he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Definitely. I will say this to the guy. In HHN 30, they brought in like two people to play Jack as well as James. Um, just because Jack was everywhere. He was in like cues and shit. And uh, I, I had interviewed James the morning of before going into the park. And then I – what's up, Remy? And then uh, – 
Yeah, in, really in the park, I saw Jack back to back. Like he was in front of a maze, and then he was in a scare zone. One of them was James, and one was another guy. And interacting directly with two different Jacks, a James Jack and a non-James Jack, you immediately know the difference. I'm like, oh, shit, this isn't James. Or, oh, th like, this is the OG Jack. Like, this is the guy. And when you know, that makes it, like, a thousand times doper than when, if you didn't know, you wouldn't necessarily give a shit. You may think one is better than the other, but you don't, like, care that it's James Keaton Jack versus new guy Jack. You know what I'm saying? You just got to experience a thing with Jack, which is dope. I'm happy for you. But, like, getting to interact with the dude is pretty fucking rad. I will so say that. Like, the Jack and then the Wish Jack. But just, like, a little bit the better. Wish like, Jack. the Wish Jack, if it only comes, like, half fucked up. <laughs> like there's still cool aspects that you could like kind of point to and be like at least it has this like not a total like what did I just buy type of a thing <laughs> you get what I'm saying like it's Avengers with like five out of the six of them being pretty shitty but that one is still pretty fucking rad <laughs> like John Wick style like you're like holy oh, shit anyway welcome James Keaton, Jack, to the horrific Hall of Fame, man. I'm proud of you. We all are. <laughs> My boss... My boss probably does the worst impression in the history of horror movie impressions. One day, Basra looked at me and he goes, hey, you like scary movies, right? And this is probably like a year into the Horrific Network. So we had done um, a year of podcasting. We kind of messed around at Sinister Creature Con a minute. And I think we were getting ready to do door-to-door -door or... or we were getting close to finishing door to door and he's asking me, Hey, you like scary movies, right? I think it was probably close to finishing door to door. Cause I remember I was fucking stressed out. <clears throat> and honestly, if you knew what my job entailed, the only thing I would be stressed out about ever is our wedding when that came and then the fucking movie when that came. So the wedding, um, yeah. Was had not happened yet when this became a thing, so I would say it was door to door that I was freaked out about. And uh, he goes, Check this impression out, bro. Hello, Sydney. And I'm like, What the fuck? Is that? He's all, It's a dude. And I'm like, The dude from where? And he's all, From that, from Scream, you know, Hello, Sydney. Hello, Sydney. Hello, Sydney. I'm like, Bosworth, that doesn't sound like your voice isn't changing. You're just doing, <laughs> it, you're just doing it over and over again. He's all, whatever, man, whatever. He's all, screams the best, though, right? And I'm like, you know what? I don't think you're wrong. Like, everybody knows, like, I tell a story about Halloween. But honestly, like, movie for movie, scream shit's all over Halloween as far as, like, good movie. Shit's all over it. Are you I'm talking about like the original Halloween? <laughs> I'm talking, yeah, the original. Like, if you stacked 
the original Halloween against the original four, now five screams, the screams win. Scream one versus Halloween one. I'm sorry, better movie. Scream two versus Halloween two, tie. Scream three versus Halloween three. <laughs> Scream three all day, dog. And Scream four versus Halloween four. Just for all you bitches who love fucking Scream four so much, yeah. Scream four, and now Scream five versus Halloween five. Oh hell yeah! Well, I'll give you that. But uh, so, based on the budget alone for the original Halloween, I'd have to say I don't Halloween fucking care, one. dog. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just I don't saying. give a shit about some backstory from 1960s Hollywood anymore. I don't. I don't care. I don't care that it's fucking 50 years old. If it's a piece of shit to me now, I don't care. Unless it's fucking Star Wars, I don't care. I Jen, don't care. Jen, if there was no Halloween, Charlie, Charlie, there would be no scream. No Friday. Ah, he's got you there. No Friday the 13th. Charlie, Charlie, ah. I have a question for you. Sure. Your daughter's. You and Bev, did you want them to be better than you or just like a little bit shittier than how you guys turned out? I actually want them to be a little bit shittier than how we turned out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> asshole. okay, never mind. I want them to do well. I don't want them to do better. Okay. Oh, I'm going to play. <laughs> you have fun burning in hell. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say this. Hey, not only if Halloween didn't exist, we wouldn't have Scream, right? But then to do one better, if everybody Universal welcome Horror didn't exist, we wouldn't have any of it. How about that? Also, Friday the 13th Everybody knows. But, Jimmy, is Scream better than Jason X? Oh! Not <laughs> I think what she's saying is inquiring minds would like to know. Can we get through a podcast without mentioning Jason X? It's Laura Voldemort. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't think he has an answer. <laughs> Say that again. Is I don't think Jason you have an answer. Better than Do I have Scream. an answer? Is Scream better than Jason X? Of yes. course it is. Like I'm not a lunatic. <laughs> but Jason X is like a solid 8.5 out of 10. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um, Nev Campbell, Sydney Prescott. Uh you can you know, we say Scream just because we just went and we watched Scream and it ended up being really good. But I mean, she's been in a bunch of other shit that we all love. Um Nip Campbell, uh, did she ever reach like a uh, uh, Kelly Kapowski status for you guys? Did you guys have like a, a Nev Campbell crush back in the day? Well, yeah. Wild thing. I, I had a crush. On <laughs> Wild, Wild things. Wild things. Charlie. Yeah, I like she's, I don't know. She's got that pouty little. I don't want to get too much into it. I'll, I'll, reveal, <laughs> I'll reveal too much about my proclivities if I say. Too hey, much. Xander. Xander. <laughs> <laughs> Your muffs. No, I got my own. No, actually. 
Uh, we still got to get through the golden schools. Anybody <laughs> have anything they want to say about? <laughs> anybody have anything they want to say about the uh, Nev Campbell? Like she's a dope. She she's a better uh, after the first one. Now the first Halloween, I think I like Jamie Lee a little bit better compared to Nev Campbell. But then every other appearance, Nev Campbell gets better. Jamie Lee gets a little bit shittier. Yeah, the, I agree with I agree with that. The trajectory of which they they progress is very contrary. One's going up, the other's going down, both at very steep levels. Well, you know to what? Point, I think this, now, when you I compare Halloween you. kills to Scream Five, the difference is so fucking drastic. Like Jamie kills Lee's very anymore. able to fucking do anything. Hey, like a 25-year gap. I will give you this, Jim, because Wes Craven stayed with the Scream series. I think that's why the quality of the sequels is better than Halloween. I'll tell you what we're going to do to settle this score is we're going to have them square off in HCW. Oh, my God. In a hell in the cell. He's more crafty. I'm going to work it into the context upon the airing of this podcast, no matter where the HCW story is. I'm going to cut everything upon the airing of this, and we're going to put in a Michael Myers, Ghostface, Hell in the Cell match, and that's going to settle whether or not Scream and or Halloween is the Michael. That's the only way we're going to do it. We're not going to come to a conclusion ourselves. That's obvious because Charlie and Drew are never going to say Scream is better. Jason's kind of open to the idea. I didn't. And I Drew and Mike not as open to it. But we're we're just move past it. It's okay. We'll just have them fight in HCW. We don't need to fight about it. Right? Right? Oh, no. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking internally. That's why I just said what I said. Am I correct? Hey, man, Nev Campbell, anybody have like a good thing that they want to share about like Sydney Prescott or anything else she's done? Charlie, go ahead. Wild things. Wild. <laughs> the, yeah. craft. the craft. The craft. No. Yeah. True? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I just I didn't I enjoyed her as an actress in the '90s. I mean, she was definitely a '90s actress. But uh, yeah, no, she's a really good actress. Uh, she was really good in the new Scream. I don't want to. Rand, you got anything you want to say? I mean, when all the movies came out, I I enjoyed her and whatever she played in. Um, I don't really have anything to say. Jason. I have nothing to say about wild things. It's whatever. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Jason. Like every wet dream movie from like age. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck. I have more of a crush on uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. No, okay. I would say okay. you probably had more of a crush on her boobs than you did her. Love Hewitt's a good one. The movie again, movie wise, screams so much better than I know what you did last summer. It's not even funny. Like, not even close. I no. know what you did last summer. I give you that. Yeah. That movie. I mean, it's that. definitely a '90s film. And then the fall off <laughs> to like I still know and I'll forever know or whatever the fuck like 
Suck a dick, cocaine guy. Like, no one cares. What was up with that big white Jamaican guy? (laughs) Yeah. What are you talking about? Jack Black. (laughs) Probably never going to be able to be a I completely forgot he was in that until I saw it. And I'm like, why is he a Rastafarian Jamaican? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Nev Campbell. Cool. Nev Campbell. Keeping this thing on track like a judge. Yeah. Nev Campbell, welcome yeah. to the Hall of Fame, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been 20 years. That's what I'm talking about. It's been 20 years since Harry Potter was a cinematic debuting film, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Those fucking kids have grown up and watching the HBO special 20 years later, the 20-year reunion on HBO, made me feel so old. It's unbelievable. Um, but Harry Potter, like, honestly, I never read the books until until, uh, HHN was canceled. And then I powered through the books because we were still going to Orlando. So I was like, damn, we're still going to Universal, even there's not a full HHN. So I want to appreciate the land that Universal has, the Diagon Alley and the uh, Hogsmeade thing. Um... I want to appreciate it more. So I'm going to power through these books, you know, through us going to Universal. So I read them all. And I'll be damned if, like, it wasn't, like, a fucking really cool story. So we did our thing. And it made the, it did make the land, like, way cooler. Um, but the Harry Potter franchise, just, like, you know, Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or anything, it has all this other shit to it. And the fandom is like its own level of, of stuff. And we can take a personality quest. So there's like something to say when I say I'm a Slytherin, there is a thing that goes to that. You know what I'm saying? So any fandom that you can like get that much out of and you can kind of like go down a whole rabbit hole in itself if you want to is pretty, is pretty rad to be part of. So with that man uh i welcome our first trio uh harry potter ronald weasley and uh hermione granger uh, emma watson rupert grant and uh fucking what's harry potter's real name daniel, daniel when you watch it, get this Marvel thing with the logo now. You're muted there, Jason. Did you mean to be? Drew, <laughs> <laughs> I have children. Yeah, I know. I have a dog. That's all I got. And you got me hooked on this stuff, by the way. You got me hooked on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, but have you ever had the, just the regular? Mm-hmm. I like the blackberry much better than the regular, though. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to the trio. 
Yeah, Radcliffe, Watson, and Grant all together. Uh, I'm so happy Drew enjoys his energy drink, though. That's important shit. It's an um, alcoholic beverage. <laughs> hey, are you guys watching Servant on Apple by any chance? I haven't watched this season yet, but Rupert Grant is pretty dope in that show. He is, yeah. he is very, very good in it, yeah. I think Rupert Grant, like, if you're going to stack up each of them where they are, like, right now, now, hey, Amber from Fast It was a wild Fast. Amber in the party. Um, if you're going to stack them up, like, as actors right now, I think Rupert Grant's the strongest one. Yeah, yeah. But to be more specific, though, let's Daniel go Radcliffe around real quick. Sorry to cut you off, Xander. John, what Hogwarts house are you? Ravenclaw. Okay, Ashley. I'm a Gryffindor. Drew. Uh, I got sorted by the hat, and I am indeed a Gryffindor. And, uh, Ran. You remember what I was? You were a Hufflepuff. Amber <laughs> is a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Xander, all right, fucking Jason. It's okay, man. I know I'm easy to forget about. <laughs> Gryffindor! I feel like that's Xander, do you know what Hogwarts house you are? Me? Xander. I, I, I know. I'm thinking. Jeez, Charles, it was just, It's not brain the test right now. The split decision between freaking Ravenclaw and Gryffindor. I go. I go freaking Gryffindor because it's one of my spirit animals. Hey, how many Ravenclaws do you know killed Voldemort? Also, I like Griffins because they're a fictional animal. There you go. Uh, Charlie. Uh, well, part of me wants to say Slytherin. Okay. Just, you know, to be a little different. Charlie and I are the two Slytherins. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Um, the Potter, the Potter movies. Do you guys all dig them for the most part? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> do you yeah. like the Fantastic Beast movies? Or are you like if this next one is pretty shitty, I'm over it. No, I'm I enjoyed both. I think it's I think pretty. Fantastic Mad, who's that at Mads? Who the guy? The Mads Kisslin guy. Like in the Hannibal series. Yeah, Mads Nicholson's pretty good. He'll yeah. be pretty good. I think he would do past Johnny Depp. No offense to him, but we're gonna do another podcast for that one. For sure. <laughs> I think it comes out Super Bowl week, I think. So I'm that whole week is gonna be pretty stacked. That Thursday night we'll go do that and then Super Bowl, all that shit. So anyway, what uh let us welcome man the trio. Harry, Ron, Hermione to the horrific call of fame. Okay, this come to the end of this year's Hall of Fame show, but first let me say one thing. I want to share with you guys something that I'm going to share on the other podcast as well. Um, we're in the middle of filming a movie that we just dropped the trailer for that I'm pretty stoked about. We had record uh, 
voter participation for this year's Golden Skulls, which you'll be able to watch, listen to later this week. So I got to say, because of the links were attached to this, which did incredibly well, and we got a lot of support from when we released it, um, I'm going to share it on the podcast audio wise so you can at least listen to it and hopefully you'll go and actually watch it so here is the trailer to our newest project the first teaser anyway oh hello i didn't see you come in beautiful isn't it well don't be shy come on in it looks like that storm isn't going to allow for easy travel anyways. You know, spending the holidays together, it's uh, a life necessity, like breathing oxygen. I'd say when the patrols really started cracking down on holiday parties, it only made visitors who might not have seen each other for a long time push even harder to see each other. Now, I'm not usually one for gossip, but I heard Cheryl Thompson in line at Paxmark talk about a case her husband was on, and it was a real sick one. The way she tells it, one of the few survivors found told her husband like this, and I forewarn you like this, that some traditions shouldn't be broken, and bonds are thicker than blood. I was pretty stoked about that one. But our trio that uh, rounds out uh, our Hall of Fame, man, is from a movie that uh, really, I think, came out right when we were on the cusp of possibly losing our shit again collectively. Like, we were very close. But then this movie came out right before Christmas, and it was so fucking good that everyone instantly yelled the fuck out. Like, this movie hit. Not only was like a 10 out of a 10, but if there was ever a movie that was 11 out of 10, it would be uh, fucking uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> and collectively, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire are a huge part of that film doing that. Like, they're not the whole part. Guess what? We're going to discuss that at the Golden Skulls. But the scenes that these three are together, and it's only these three together, um, really, I think, kind of steal the show. And uh, they are uh, some heavy-hitting shit. So Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland – collectively the Spider-Man of the live-action MCU welcome to the horrific Hall of Fame. I grew up with him. I grew up with all... I feel it's an honor because I grew up with all three. So did I. So did I. And I. Ah! I clapped when I saw Maguire, like everyone in the IMAX theater I was in. <laughs> Timothy was like, don't do that. 
Just remember, you're amazing, man. You're amazing. Okay, so there you go. Welcome, guys, all three of you. Far from home collectively, either Spider-Man. Anybody have something they want to throw out as these three are, are our headliners? Yeah, I'll throw something out there. Amazing Spider-Man 3. Disney Marvel, make that happen. Sony. And Spider-Man 4, why not? No, <laughs> well, Spider-Man 4 is definitely in the works from what I've been reading. Sam Raimi's going to be returning as director. Cool. I, was about to I think say, a cool. lot of people are posting shit that they don't know what the hell they're talking about. No, <laughs> I, I get my sites and that's I got my, some sources. That's my prediction. I don't care who you get it from. Nobody knows what the hell they're talking about right now. <laughs> like, my source happens to have a source at Disney. That's like that's so. like a fan. That's that's like a fan making a trailer for a film. Everybody watches it and gets super excited until like halfway through. Like something fucks up like halfway through and you're like, wait a minute. And it's enough to make you it's enough to make you look at who posted the video. And it's like by Mike Jones Studios. Who the fuck is Mike Jones Studios? It's like a fucking trailer for the Batman. Like, what the fuck? And then you're like, hey, oh, if you love Far From Home, you better watch Morbius. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah. that note, welcome, Tom <laughs> Holland. Welcome, Tony, Toby Maguire. Hey, check out Snack and Flick. Let me just let me just say, seeing Far From Home was like getting to see a bunch of old friends again. Jesus Christ. Snack and Flick. <laughs> Snack and Flick. And uh, that's passed with us. Stay tuned to Higby. Uh, we're actually going to be posting a lot of stuff as we film from Higby, so stay tuned for that. Um, and take care, Walter. But thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone that we've recognized for the horrific Hall of Fame 2022. This is always a fun uh, prelude to the Golden Skulls where we really see how far our taste from films are. So let's uh, close this one out. Uh, check everybody's channels out. And thank you guys, and congratulations. <laughs>